2: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: Yes, it is. We roll along. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Busy, busy NBA free agency. A billion five spent in about 10 minutes. Yesterday, NFL teams that have big decisions to make, particularly the one in Indianapolis. And the direction they choose to go could wind up shaping a lot of people's future. We told you about a baseball game tonight. That will be played. That is four years in the making. But I wanted to do, in honor of Tom Brady's 44th birthday, a very quick green list today.
3: The list is what
1: determines who matters in this business.
0: The Green List. Well, on this day, August 3rd, Tom Brady turns 44. If you're my age, this will resonate with you. He was born the year Hotel California came out. That song gets played on classic rock stations. no. That song is too old to be on classic rock
1: stations.
0: (laughs) And that's the year Tom Brady was born. Just how old is he? Well, let me give you the top five things that will just astonish you about Tom Brady still being arguably the most important player in the NFL at the age of 44. Number five. Tom Brady is older than 13 current NFL head coaches. 13. That's more than a third of the league as a head coach who's younger than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' starting quarterback is, and he is as important as any player in the entire league. Number four. Tom Brady's primary rival throughout his career, really, was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Peyton Manning has been out of the sport long enough that he's going into Canton this week. Brady's getting set to play a game Peyton's polishing up a speech, getting ready to see his bust. And those are the arch rivals. It's unbelievable. Number three. Tom Brady's presumed replacement, Kyle Trask, in Tampa, was born when Brady was a junior at Michigan. <laughs> he was a junior in college, the year the guy who was going to take his job someday was born It's ridiculous. And how successful has he been? Number two. Well, generally, no quarterback has ever accomplished anything after the age of 40, except Tom Brady, who has won more playoff games since turning 40 than five active franchises have won in their history. Tom Brady has won more playoff games since he turned 40 than the Cardinals, Lions, Jaguars, Bengals, or Texans have ever won. In their history. And the Cardinals and the Lions go back forever. The Cardinals were the Chicago Cardinals (laughs) in the 40s. The Lions have been around, I think, as long as the sport has existed. Brady has won more playoff games since he turned 40 than they've won in their entire history. And then finally, I love this. Seven years ago, Bill Belichick drafted Jimmy Garoppolo to be Brady's replacement. Since then, Brady has started four Super Bowls, won three of them. Jimmy G has been sent to San Francisco, where this year they drafted his replacement. They're replacing Jimmy G in San Francisco. (laughs) The replacement for Brady was swapped to San Francisco, where the replacement for him has already been drafted. Tom Brady's longevity is literally the most astonishing thing I've ever seen in sports. And for all the attention that it gets, I think it gets too little. Bubba, that's the end of the top five, by the way. You can kill the music. What are we doing here? Did you <laughs> miscount? are still going. There. Did You're you lose me? No, I'm me. talking. I'm having a whole other. You know, the way we do this is I hit that sounder and then we lose the music. And it's a nice, tidy, little top Bubba's five. A little, it's a tad bit rusty. Bubba's, a, you know, he's been on vacation. But anyway, Bubba, were you thrown off by the brilliance slash jaw dropping nature of some of those statistics? There were some, uh, some wild ones in there. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. Again, for, all, replacement one. for all the attention, I know people mm-hmm. get tired of it because we talk a lot about Brady. But there's a part of me that thinks that it's not getting enough attention for what it is. Steve DeBerg, Warren Moon, and Vinnie Testaverde are the only quarterbacks ever to start a single game at the age of 44. If you add the three of them together, they started five games. Tom Brady is as important to his team as any player in the sport at the age of 44. Has that ever happened in any sport? Is there any sport where a player is a legit MVP candidate? I mean, is is as important. I'm not going to sit here and debate whether he's better than Patrick Mahomes or whatever, but he's as important to his team as Mahomes or Rogers or anybody else you want to name. Has that ever happened? Like how uh, Gordy Howe was still playing at that age, but he wasn't an MVP candidate.
1: Barry Bonds won an MVP at 39. That okay, was.
0: that's five years <laughs> younger, and that was after his head grew like seven head sizes. I, I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or not, but one way or another, Barry Bonds had a little additional, um, a little additional assistance. If
1: you will. His method wasn't the TB12.
0: Yes. He wasn't on avocado ice cream. So, I mean, that's not that close. 39 to 44 is not that close. It's a long time. Five years in the span and the lifespan of an athlete's career is a long time, except in the case of Tom Brady, for whom it is not. It is. While it has been well-documented, I still think it is sometimes a tad undersold. You know, some things have been on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of those things. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need Select SelectQuote has been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That is SelectQuote.com. Meanwhile... Basketball was really the story of the day yesterday and, and, and all of the money that was sent. Oh, did I forget one more thing about Brady? Mm. Can I just say one more thing? Can I just back myself up a second? Did you see who else is having a birthday? Hey, Nuno, did you see who else is having a birthday today? I did. Zach Wilson. Did you see how old he is?
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad.
0: <laughs> how old is he?
1: He's uh, 22, right?
0: And Brady is how old?
1: Brady is my age, 44.
0: So he is literally twice the age of the jet starting quarterback the jet starting quarterback is to the day half tom brady's age i don't know what exactly to make of that but i just find it amazing and I meant to tack it on on the back of the green list, but you know who screwed Sounds that up Sounds like I should have kept the music going. Well, no, Bubba, he played the music, and that's what threw me. I was so thrown by the music, I missed my little note to myself, mention Zach Wilson. And I
1: have to look that up because they're going to play. The uh, Buccaneers and the Jets are going to play this year. I need to look up if there's ever been a time that a quarterback has played another that's twice his age or half his age. That's a good note for me to look up. Th-
0: that actually is. That's fun. It's, if only you could look it up. If only your dog hadn't spilled water all over your computer so that you find yourself basically helpless you're like you're like you without a computer is literally like kryptonite yeah. to superman mm. right it's it's
1: it's, it's someone it, it's you without a mouth like or you without your voice box whatever like i can't i am completely and utterly useless i, I don't know why i'm here me without a mouth is kind of a that's a strange place I'm, to take it i
0: mean i, I mean a
1: mouthless greenie is equivalent to a computerless hembo no, I, I
0: understand that but i mean it's just like a weird thing, it's to, a weird say. thing to say out loud and yeah i mean it's, it's a it's, tough thing to picture of all yeah. the things someone could have been without it's like batman without his belt or superman without his cape or yeah. i greeny without his mouth is a very strange thing to yeah. say in the meantime can i just mention nba free agency was anyone else as fascinated i know this was over the weekend but i wasn't here yesterday was anyone else bubble let me ask you were you as fascinated by ramona's story about Kawhi, westbrook and paul george as i was did you read that story
2: can't say that i did but it sounds <laughs> awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> so awful. You make me laugh so hard. How's uh, Javi Baez doing so far with the match there, Bubba?
3: Oh, he's doing well, but, you
2: know, again, a little tweak something. Last night we trying to make sure he's okay. It's the but.
0: only thing earlier today I asked him his perspective on the NBA free agency moves and he talked about Javi Baez.
1: Like you asked him about Bayes. Right. He didn't even redirect. He's just, just a beautiful answered man.
0: Down. You make me laugh. You anyway, are. Ramona had a story did you see it? I did. Okay. Ramona had a story over the weekend that Russell, Russell Westbrook decided he wanted to get out of Oklahoma City a couple of years ago and he called up Kawhi and said, Kawhi, you're going to L.A., bring me with you. I want to go there. He's from Los Angeles. Westbrook is. He went to UCLA, grew up in L.A. I want to go home. Let's go team up together. And Kawhi took that information, called up Paul George, and said, your guy's getting out of there. Why don't you come play with me? And and he brought Paul George there. Snitches get stitches. Now, that did not come out until this, to my knowledge. I'd never seen that. Me neither. Until Ramona got the story this week. But as we sit around and consider great rivalries, how about Kawhi and Westbrook now? Kawhi and Paul George on one side uh, in the same building in L.A. and Westbrook in that building now with LeBron and Anthony Davis finally having made his way to L.A. with that as the backdrop. Like the best thing the NBA has going for it right now is we could have some real good, honest-to-goodness, healthy rivalry in the sport, which I think it desperately needs.
1: Yeah, that's good, although – you know, we're, not expecting, I mean, we're not expecting Kawhi to even play this year, right?
0: Is he going to play? <laughs> you know, is Kawhi going to play? He had, he had a partially torn ACL. He had surgery. Do you expect Kawhi Leonard to play this season at all?
1: I do not. Zero games. I expect him to sit out the whole year. I mean, he missed like a whole year with like a thigh contusion, right? In San Antonio. <laughs> I, <think it> was <laughs> I mean, a, not it that was a in, contusion insensitive, but it was like a... I, I don't think he got hit with a thigh contusion. It was a complicated term, a medical term. I don't remember it, but I do remember it not being the kind of thing that I expected him to miss an entire season for. This is actually a legit... You know, Neither very- did
0: Greg Popovich. I remember <laughs> that situation well. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. It's all on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up next spent a lot of time on a golf course the last few days, and I was asked on one of them the best question anyone has asked me in a very long time, and I will share it with you right after this on ESPN Radio. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you. Coming
0: to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Some time for your calls coming up here in just a few minutes. I'll tell you when to call. I don't want you to sit on hold for too long, but we'll sort of check in with how we're doing today with everybody. Having not been here for the last few days. I spent a few days on the golf course. I was in Chicago, my home away from home, and I had a very nice time. And I was asked a very interesting question by a friend of mine on a golf course, and I want to set it up with this. As I was flying home yesterday, I saw a tweet from Lewis Riddick who tweeted, "Not going to say how crazy good some of the things I've been told about Justin Fields, the professional have been thus far." Don't want to hear the It's Only Training Camp brigade puff up their chest and scream at the top of their lungs, but it has been that good just saying. Let me make clear. When Lewis tweets, I listen, He's the one who told us in training camp, Mahomes, the word coming out of Kansas City is the Mahomes thing is ridiculous. This kid is ridiculous. He's unbelievably good. Lewis has has very strong connections to the Kansas City people. He has very strong connections to Matt Nagy. He knows what he's talking about. He's hearing great things about Justin Fields coming out of training camp in Chicago. So I do not know at this point if the Bears are going to reverse their current course and make him their opening day starter or if they're still going to go with Andy Dalton They may, they may not. They can go either way. That isn't the good question that was asked of me. You
2: ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day.
0: Guy says to me on the golf course the other day, Greeny, is Justin Fields now the most important athlete Chicago has had since Michael Jordan? Guy just walked up and asked me that question. I kind of liked it. My first reaction, as is the case with most things, is to think, Well, that has to be an overreaction. It just has to be because Michael Jordan hasn't played in Chicago since June of 1998. It's a very long time. Over the course of those 23 years, they must have had an athlete who was as important in that city as a guy who hasn't yet played a game. So I started thinking about it. Scottie Pippen never played another game in Chicago after Jordan did, neither did Dennis Rodman and any of the legendary championship bulls. So by far, the best player they've had there is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was the MVP. I think he remains the youngest MVP award winner in the history of the sport. And he was, of course, incredibly important and beloved there. But was he more important to what they were thinking and planning than Justin Fields? Got to be up there, right? It's an interesting little debate. I started going through the other teams in town. All those Cubs, they just traded away. I guess Chris Bryant would be the one you would say was the most important. He was the one who came up with the most promise. He was the MVP the year they won the World Series. He's supposed to be the best one. He was supposed to be in the discussion for the best player in baseball for a decade. Didn't go that way. But you can't ever really say any one guy on that team was that team because they had Baez and they had Anthony Rizzo and they had all these guys. Kyle Schwarber was a, a, a folk hero on those teams and all of this stuff. The Blackhawks have won a bunch of Stanley Cups and their best player is Jonathan Taves. But can you make the argument that Justin Fields is the most important athlete in Chicago since Michael Jordan? That's quite a thing to say of a person, but I think it can. Nuno, as you listen to those names, and I'm pretty confident I'm not leaving anybody out. The Bears have had no one since then, by the way, that you would put in this discussion. They've had good teams. Their best player since then has been Brian Urlacher, who was the first ballot Hall of Fame linebacker. But you can't say that he is more important in the picture of things and what they're doing there in Chicago than Justin Fields. What do you think, Nuna? What is your take?
1: I think Derrick Rose might have been that first athlete I think of. And now at this point in time of knowing how much Chicago loves football and that's in the Bears, that it probably is the case.
0: I think it is. And Rose was a beloved player there, and he was especially so – because he was local. He was a Chicago kid who went to one of the big public high schools in Chicago and won. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hembo is laughing. All right, I'm just going to have to admit what just happened. <laughs> okay, I'm holding a trash can. All right, there's this, this, something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully.
2: I just want you to know.
3: I have
0: a little trash can that sits next to me as I work, and I put stuff in it all day. And as Nuno was talking... I dropped my pen into the trash can, and I did not like the pen being well, in the trash leave it, can. Leave it up. Give me a change-up. Give me a change-up. I did not like the pen being in the trash can. Change-up. Two bangs. So, what is that? It's a change-up. Give me a change-up. I don't even... Oh, oh, I see. The Astros. <laughs> yes, please. No, no. But well, hold on. So, I'm holding a trash can in my hand. Don't bury the lead. I'm holding a garbage can <laughs> while I'm doing the show. So, I bend down, and I pick up the garbage can while Nuno was talking to pick, take my pen out of it. But then... Nuno stops talking and I have to start talking It, and I can't reach the ground with the garbage can and remain close enough I'm now going to give you an indication of what would happen to my voice as I put the garbage can back down on the floor and then I come back up here I didn't want to do that so I was just sitting here holding the garbage can in my left hand like an idiot while I'm trying to have this conversation and Nuno because he I mean uh, Pembo because he's, he's he's also a bit of a dope that's right. Can't, we could have pulled that off. Easily. The TV audience couldn't even see it. Not at all. The radio audience could see it and still not know what's happening. We could have just continued to have a good quality sports conversation. And instead, you just started to laugh like a fool. Yeah. And so we have to acknowledge the truth. So, Nuno, the reason for the interruption in that otherwise quality sports conversation mm-hmm. was the fact that I was actually talking whilst just holding aloft A trash can in my left hand.
1: (laughs) That's fine. I I did hear your voice trailing off, but you would think that Hembo would just jump in and, you know, he sees what's going on and continue the conversation. I should got get, the talk. I should be able to get this by now, right? Well, like I should be able to get the idea that like your your face is away from the microphone, right? You're not mouthless here. There's the trash can.
0: See, I've got the trash can now. Just it's up here, and it was a bit of a. You can put the TV on camera, and I mean, we're doing this on purpose here. We've got the we've got the trash can. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> I use this thing, and so now, but I can't put it down. My arm is not long enough. For me to put it down, so I have to lean down here, and now you can't hear me talking. And so that, anyway, screwed this whole thing up. Great segment. Uh, I think that is an indication that I have said all the things I have planned to say today, and now it is your turn. I'm opening up the phones to you at triple eight say ESPN. That's triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. It's been a while since we've done. How we feeling? I just want to hear how you're feeling. You're a sports fan. You're a fan of your team. You're a fan of your player. You're a fan in general. How we feeling? 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. I want to hear how you're feeling, and we'll get to you right after this word from RumbleOn. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage you've been waiting to sell? Well, With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, even if you're just looking to trade in. RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today, enter the promo code RADIO, you get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. RumbleOn on ESPN
3: Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza.
2: Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast.
0: This is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline coming to your phones in just a minute, but very quickly in case you didn't see what happened last night overnight, a busy night. I guess it wasn't a nighttime in Tokyo, but at the Olympics, at Team USA, bouncing back from a 10-point deficit in basketball, Kevin Durant, had another huge performance knocking out Spain and Ricky Rubio to advance to the semis where they're going to play Australia, which is not an easy game. So the Americans tracking towards gold and Simone Biles did come back and got the bronze medal in balance beam. So she made a triumphant return. She wasn't expected or at least she said she wasn't expecting the medal there and she managed to do it. So it was An eventful day as we continue with the Summer Olympics and our coverage of the summer games and news and notes is brought to you by California almonds. Representing your country or representing your trivia team, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your every day, every day. All right, a few more things that we'll get to as we continue, but let me go to some calls here and then we'll jump back into a few other things here uh, at 888-SAY-ESPN. It's been a while since we've just asked the simple question, how are we feeling? Now, if you're a sports fan, you know what I mean by that. How are we feeling? We got stuff. The stuff going on. My team is good. My team is bad. This guy's good. That guy's bad. You got a little feel going here. I want to know how we're feeling. Baba, who's first up?
2: Yeah, first up is Tracy. All
0: right, Tracy, how are we feeling?
2: Great. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I hear you, Tracy. Why are you feeling great?
2: Well, let me just make this quick and rapid fire as I possibly can. Okay, remember three weeks ago with Kendrick Perkins? Uh, Swaggu was arguing about the uh, Giannis, uh shot block. Yeah, you start ripping. You start ripping up the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So listen, so listen. uh that's what you need to do about the whole Justice Hills Michael Jordan argument. That's not even the question right now. So whoever gave you that question, you need to like rip that up and bust it right now because that's not even the question. Thanks for the call.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Tracy Hoot, is he still there, Bubba? Did he hang up already? Yeah, he's done. I wonder who he's. Is he suggesting Derrick Rose is the obvious answer to the question? I don't know. Uh, he moved on, I guess. Uh, we, we Tracy made his point and jumped out. Rip right. it up! Rip it up! We appreciate the call, Bubba. Who's next? Uh, Canada is up next. Canada, how we feeling?
2: I am feeling like it is the day after Thanksgiving, and I cannot wait till Christmas get here when the NFL season kicks off. Like I just can't wait. I'm like going crazy waiting for these New York Giants. To shock the world. They're not going to win the Super Bowl, but they're definitely going to win the East. And I know you picked the Washington Redskins, and every time you say that, I cringe because what you're saying is that Fitz Tragic is going to be better than Danny Dimes. And I'm saying Danny Dimes is on a trajectory to be like Josh Allen now that he has these weapons. Cannot wait, Granny. And, and lastly, my last note is the the New York Giants secondary. Is going to be the new Legion of Boom. Nobody is talking about the secondary. I don't understand that. They will be the new Legion of Boom.
0: Well, Thank you, Green. That's an excellent call, Canada. And let me say a couple of different things. One of the things I had in the rundown for the show today and did not get to, and I'm not going to spend the time on it here. I'll, I'll save it for tomorrow, a lengthier discussion. But I believe the Washington football team, top to bottom, is better than the Giants. Not because I think the quarterback is better, but I think the quarterback is so much better than what they had a year ago that with that elite defense and g- genuinely great weapons that no one talks about, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Gibson is the running back, they have a, 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 a ridiculously loaded team in Washington that no one talks about. But they've got major COVID issues, major. The players there don't want to get vaccinated. <coughs> it does not appear they're going to. Now, that's obviously subject to change, but that's going to be a factor to watch on teams in the NFL this year. Which teams have the most players who are not vaccinated because it changes their ability to practice and it changes their ability to perform. That's going to be a factor. And I had it in my notes to say this today. If Washington is derailed by that, I believe it will be the Giants who win that division. And I have said to you, I said it last week, I think the Giants are making the playoffs either way. I think they have a chance to be really good. And I think Daniel Jones is a sneaky pick to be really good. They've put everything in place around him. Can he play or not? If he can't play, then he was just the worst pick ever by Dave Gettleman. Took him sixth overall. He's got all these pieces in place. Now, Kenny Galladay seems to have limped off the practice field today. Let's hope that isn't anything that's a huge deal. But the Giants have a lot of good pieces. So I believe they will be a playoff team this year, and I think Daniel Jones will play well. Greeny on ESPN Radio with your calls. Bubba, who's next? Let's talk to Marvin. All right, Marvin, how are we feeling?
2: I'm doing great, thanks, Green. I just want to add, I've been trying to get on each and every one of the ESPN radio stations. I tried to get on uh, DCR, um, uh, the Michael K Show, and you are the first show that I've able to be to get on to.
3: So well, I'm delighted.
0: Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. What would you like to say?
2: Well, um, I'm kind of on the fence, um, pertaining to the Knicks. I don't know how I feel about this uh, Evan Fournier uh, pickup, you know, I know that they're better for it, you know, he's a better point guard than um, Peyton, and I know he'll able to give, uh, he'll, he'll be able to give uh, quality uh, minutes where Derrick Rose could, uh, could stay on the bench and recover, because I know he's not a full-time uh, point guard as we would like. But, um, yeah, I kind of don't know how I feel about it, because I know it's a multi-year deal. And I want him, um, I want us to have as much money, as much cap space as possible for when a legitimate uh, superstar does become available, we'll be able to get him without any, uh, any money issues.
0: I hear you, Marvin, and thank you for the call, and I'm glad that you finally got through. Here's what I will say. I'll say the same thing to you that I said to Nuno. Sitting around and waiting with all this cap space for a superstar to decide to come to the Knicks has not worked for that team for 20 years. 20 years. The one time it would have was Carmelo Anthony, and they traded for him instead. <laughs> he would have come anyway. Instead, they traded everybody they had to, to Denver for him. So it was time to try it a different way. What you have to hope Evan Fournier is is a good piece, a good piece, and that you're putting together a bunch of good pieces and that ultimately the prize in this is Damian Lillard. Again, I'll play this for you again briefly. Stephen A. Smith said this yesterday on The Jump. If Damian Lillard wants out of Portland, and I'm not sure
2: he does yet, his number one choice is going to be the New York Knicks.
0: That was Stephen A. Making a definitive statement, a declarative statement. And and Damian Lillard is in Tokyo. He's been busy basically from the minute the season ended. So I don't know that he has fully considered all of his options even in this offseason much less the trade deadline, much less a year from now. So keep building with what you have. Put together a good roster that someone like Lillard is going to like the sound of, put him in the middle of it, and take your shot. There was nothing you were going to do yesterday that was going to beat Brooklyn no matter what. So I kind of like the way they went about it. I know that a lot of people see it differently. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Yep, we got Chris. All right, Chris, how we feeling? Chris?
2: Maybe we do not have Chris.
0: We had Chris. Chris! But Chris was not feeling quite as well as we hoped. Come on, Chris! And so we move on to our next stop, and who would that be, Bubba? We're going to Greg. Alright, Greg, how we feeling?
3: Hey, Green. I'm feeling great about the baseball season this year, and how intriguing every uh, division is. Uh, for the first time in a while, I feel all in, you know. The, the, the trade deadline had a lot to do with it. The Yankees, they showed up their lineup. They got two players who I think are meant to be in New York, then that that whole division, uh, you know, the pesky Rays, the the arch-rival Red Sox. Then out NL West, you've got the three best teams in the majors probably. Uh, You know, at AL West, you've got the villainous Astros who are quietly just doing the same thing. And then the NL East, you know, the only thing I wish
2: is DeGrom was pitching, but maybe he'll come back for the playoffs and pitch a perfect game or something.
0: Here's the thing, Greg, and I appreciate the call. Be careful. Don't say anything nice about baseball. People don't like it. People love to just pound baseball. People just want to say nasty things about the sport, about the game, about the way it's played, about the commissioner, and about everything. That's what they want to do. People seem to take some pleasure and joy in that. Not exactly sure why, but everything you just said is right. The sport has made significant moves this year, of which I like them all. They addressed the sticky stuff issue. Too much consternation, right? Everyone, oh, this is bad and that is bad and they can't do it in the middle of the season. Well, it's gotten better. Hembo, what do the numbers say since they outlawed the sticky stuff?
1: As predicted, batting average in baseball is up 10, 10 to 15 points. All pitching statistics across the board are uh, declining in, in sort of the way exactly as predicted because we know that the more you can spin a baseball, the better the pitchers perform and Major League Baseball nipped it in the bud and said, wait till the end of the season. No, we're going to do it right now and it's worked. They got it right.
0: They got it right. And now we got a bunch of good races and we got good teams battling it out and star players. And you have a nice mix of the huge, the usual suspects, the huge markets, your Dodgers who are in it. And you got this nice mix of these small markets. The Milwaukee Brewers might be the best team in baseball. The White Sox are running away and hiding, right? That's the one division that mm-hmm. isn't particularly close right now. But you got good races going down the show So just be careful, Greg. People don't want you to say nice things about baseball. It's not... There's some reason why that has become sort of verboten, but the sport is in a pretty good little place, and we'll see. I I hope that they're not heading towards Armageddon in their next labor thing because they they seem to hate each other, (laughs) the owners and the players, and I hope that they figure a few things out. Although, let me ask you this. Mm. Would they be in a better place right now if they had expanded the playoffs this year? Would that have been better or worse right now? It
1: would have been worse right now. What we got to see last week, Greeny, was Awesome awesome for baseball you got to see general managers across the sport essentially throw haymakers at each other trying to go big game hunting for the best players imaginable and do it because the playoff field's only five teams they're going for it it's it's a more select group and in order to to reach it of course you have to add to the top end talent of your club I thought this was the best trade deadline of my lifetime or at least since I started tracking this stuff and I think that's in large part because the format of baseball is so select in whatever teams do make the playoffs 10 out of 30.
0: I'm with that and 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 that that scarcity has always been a positive thing. It is the one thing that I worry about in the expansion of the playoffs in Major League Baseball. I, I can sort of be talked into either side of that. But again, whatever you do, be careful. Don't say nice things about Rob Manfred. Don't say nice things about the sport. Don't ever suggest it's in a good place and things are going well, because people will shout you down because they just live to say nasty things about baseball. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubble. let's do one more. Who you got? Yeah, let's go to Martin. All right, Martin, uh, how are we feeling?
2: I'm angry. Why, Martin? I think Cubs management. The Cubs management. They traded the best three players, and then they went over to ESPN 1000 and threw the players under the bus.
0: Or what did I miss on like ma- that. ESPN 1000 is our station in Chicago, and I know all those people over there. I know Cappy, I know Waddle, I know Sylvia, and all those guys. What What did Cubs management say over there that made the, you mad? The
2: man, that They did not want it to sign with the Cubs and this and that and other things.
0: Well, Martin, let me ask you a question. Did that team underachieve in the big picture or not? Did those players accomplish less than they should have? And who's that on? Is that on the management or is it on the players?
2: On the players. Did
0: you want to spend $300 million right now on Chris Bryant?
2: Well, I think he's worth it to me anyway. He he was the best player on the World Series team and ABP, so... I really got a lot of love for those
0: guys. But that was a long time ago. Look, I know how much you love them. Let me finish with this. Martin, that's excellent. Mm. Let me finish with this story. So on the golf course this week, we, we, we play this, this annual match, um, three friends of mine and I, one of them is my brother-in-law, these other two guys. We play 72 holes in two days against each other, and, and we take it ridiculously seriously. Um, you know, the winning, it's always the same twosome against each other, and we have a belt and the winner and the loser, and we take that very seriously. You can ask the question. <laughs> I don't have a question. The question is, did we win or lose oh, we, this year? Uh,
1: I was going to say, that sounds awfully fun by the way that you described it. Did yes. you win or lose this year? We lost. Well, I, I figured if you had won, you would have said so. Yes, I would have. So I know what questions not to ask. I'm a married man now, as you right. described.
0: So we lost. But anyway, we're in Chicago. We're at Lakeshore Country Club in the northern suburbs of Chicago. And one of the guys on my trip, he's friends with Jed Hoyer. He's, he's got a longtime friendship with Jed Hoyer. So he's wearing a Cubs hat. He's actually playing golf in a Cubs hat in a Chicago area golf course this week, right after, literally right. I mean, Chris Bryant was traded at 359 or whatever time it was on Friday. We're on the golf course, 630 in the morning Saturday, and he's in a Cubs hat after Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez have all hit home runs on their new teams, the Giants, the the Mets and the Yankees, respectively. And a guy walked, a a good friend of mine, actually, my friend Danny walks over to him and says, but you got a lot of courage walking around here wearing that hat today. And that it kind of got to me like, Hmm. I think there are a lot of people in that town who were just devastated by this, like like really crushed. And I talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. Like that team was beloved on a level that very few teams will ever be. Very few teams have ever snapped a 108-year drought. Very few teams have ever won the championship that your, you know, your grandparents' grandparents' didn't live to see. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, they're going to fall in that little thing. I mean, we've seen it happen before. I remember, like, some championships are just different than others. Right? When the Red Sox broke the curse of the Bambino, that, that, that's always going to be special, different from anything else. I'm thinking of when the Rangers won the Cup in 94, and there was that guy with a sign, I can still picture standing in the, in the stands at Madison Square Garden that said, now I can die happy. Mm. Like, you know, these teams, when they break these long droughts, it just means something more. And those players were so beloved. They were such an easy team to like and root for and all that kind of stuff. I I think people are having a a, a difficult time. I didn't get to talk to – I didn't get to to be sort of a part of the city because I I played 72 holes of golf in two days. (laughs) So all I really did was talk to the people on the golf course. But I, I think that there is a lot of that frustration. But so Martin, if he's upset with it, the answer I would give is I feel like the players didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Like, I don't know. I mean I don't know Tom Ricketts well enough to know what he would have done if all those guys' contracts you know if he had to do three hundred million, whatever it is, and two hundred here and if he would have spent all of that, you can't keep everybody, I assume. But to not keep anybody anybody. I think part of that comes down to you guys didn't hold up your end of the bargain. Like, it was your job to keep on winning here.
1: Yeah, and I think it's fair for a lot of the fans to remember that 2016 season and hold that in such high esteem as that's the bar. That's, the, the, that's what these players are capable of. But it's not what those players were ever going to do again. Like you said, playing Chris Bryant $300 million, given where the Cubs are going, was not good money. Paying Javi Baez $200 million was not good money. Anthony Rizzo is a, is a first baseman now who's going you know, to be a DH in the American League in two or three years. That, that's just where we got. They had a, f- a five-year window, and the players squandered it. They won one playoff series since winning the World Series. If you're a fan, you can be upset at management, but I think that you're right. If, if there's anyone to be upset about, it's the players collectively.
0: That was an excellent—and and see, the fans love these guys so much they won't be. They can't make themselves be mad at them because of what they gave them. Mm. Because they won that one World Series to them in 16, they will never stop loving that group of people. Very quickly, just because I saw this stat while we were in a break. Do you know that LeBron James is now the longest tenured Laker? (laughs) He's now the longest. I mean, you know how crazy that sport is? He's the longest tenured Laker. He got there 15 minutes ago. Actually, three years. Three seasons. He is the longest tenured member of the Los Angeles Lakers. My computer just died. Yes, of course it did. Because you, as is the case with so many, are just a dope. The computer just died. And and get used to saying and hearing that a lot. I can't wait till your wife gets back. Uh, Greeny, a quick word here from DoorDash. DoorDash with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief uh, delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try DashPass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year round. Get more from your neighborhood now with DashPass in the, D- Dash the Door Dash Pass in the DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. This was an enjoyable day. It is a delight to be back and better than ever and I'll see you tomorrow here on ESPN Radio.